What's up, everyone? Welcome to another episode of What's Your ETA? I'm your co-host, Megan Hester. And I'm your co-host, Vivian Summers. We're here to take you behind the scenes of the hair and makeup industry. She is the governor of the Academy of Motion Pictures, Arts and Science. Welcome, Linda Flowers. Is that correct how I did that? Yes, I'm the hair governor. In our makeup and hair branch, we have three governors, two makeup and one hair. And each branch of the Academy, whether you're sound or producers or costume designers, they they each have three governors that represent their whole entire branch for the Academy. That's a pretty big title to just throw. I was like, what? That's esteemed beyond. Congratulations. It's elite status, madam. Well, I'm very excited because there's only one in the world and I represent people from all over the world. Oh my goodness. What does that mean? What is like, how do you represent? What does that tell us? Well, the Academy, you know, it's a, it's a big business. It's uh, they are represented by all the, you know, all that everybody from each branch, whether your hair, makeup, or your the producer branch or the director's branch or the actor's branch, each branch elects three governors to represent their entire branch with the Academy. And we have meetings all the time. And then we meet all the governors meet and we manage the Academy. We make decisions, we vote on things, we push things forward. We decide on the show and who's gonna be the host and what are we gonna do with red carpet. And we have, you know, we have a student Academy Awards. We We have gold programs, we have education. We have a massive library now. We have a massive uh, museum. Yeah, um, I know the museum. I've been to the museum. It's so cool. Yeah, you guys I, like, I, is Howard also a governor? Yes, Howard's a governor, and Howard Howard just got voted <laughs> in to be a. Um, he didn't tell us that. <laughs> no, Howard just got voted into each uh, whether your memberships or awards or um, each membership. You have one person that is the man or the person. And he oversees the museum. We're talking to Howard Berger right now, guys. Not only is he has a brilliant special effects makeup art and has his studio, but he also, he's, he's a makeup governor, but he also uh, chairs the committee for um, the museum. He told us that, but he didn't tell us the governor thing. You have to be a governor to do that. Oh, so he left that part out because I would have been like, what? Like, just like I was with you. Yeah, we're dear, dear friends. I'm very involved, too. I just recently um, went into the museum to dress the Angelica Houston when she played um, the Adams Family. The original Morticia wig. So it's on display now. And I went in and uh, and prepped it and made it look like the photos and I helped them dress the mannequin. So it's on display now. So I want to make sure that we urge everybody to become a member. The membership is not that expensive. I think I remember Howard saying it was like a hundred dollars or hundred for the year is nothing. All the events that go on and it's just such a beautiful place. It's so well designed. It's so well set out mm-hmm. and to be able to go and see some old movies, the films, all the Academy films. It's incredible. So I want to talk about your resume, Miss Linda. I've just written pages and pages and pages. I know. We have so Uh, much to talk to you about. Like, so you do wigs. You do, like, do you ventilate? Do you do all of that stuff? Do you build from the bottom? I'm not a wig maker. I'm a wig designer. I design the looks. I pick the hair. I pick how I want the wig made. 
because there's that's a specialty. Someone's it's kind of like, are you a costume designer? Or are you the one and they're sewing the 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 seams? You know? Yeah. Like, are you the one sculpting the the prosthetic or run? You know? Or right. Painting? Well, I'm, yeah. I'm yeah. I do all the design work. I make all the decisions and oversee it all. Pick the hair. Um, you know, pick the color. Uh, and then it comes to me raw and then I get to cut it and shape it. But um, it's it's funny because I, I just kind of got into that lane because I really enjoy uh, making a character. Like, because I, I really believe that the actor, it's the actor's job to tell the writer's story. It's hair yeah. makeup job to tell the character story. Not I think we all can agree on what you're saying because Viv Absolutely. and I, we love doing characters with prosthetics. So it's hand in hand with you. Like, right. love right. the marriage. Right. Character is the most exciting thing to do that it, really yeah. gives us that. Yeah, because I can creativity. do a blow dry and curls my hair with my eyes closed, but when I get to do a character, it has nothing to do with blow drying. It has nothing to do, it has to do with complete designing it has to go with the, the story, the script, the actor, the producers have to get involved. The directors get involved. The studios get involved. Everybody has to approve it. You do go through rounds of testing to make sure that that person is portraying that the character properly because you form an opinion of, of something immediately. That's why like an advertising scene, they'll have so many seconds right on a billboard to grab yeah. people or an ad or something. It's the same way on screen. You, The minute somebody pops on the screen before they even speak, you've already made a decision or made or have. have. It's about that. judgment right away. Yeah, it's like, you know, and so it's so it's it's our job to make sure that we're telling that story and giving the proper, you know, the proper story. The proper voice. Yeah. I totally understand what you're saying. No, it's so cool that you break it down like that. Somebody like a soccer mom, she's a stay-at-home mom, or she like, a hooker or you know, you know the way you, way you make them up <laughs> is true is, is, is completely different right but that's to you know it might even be the same actor playing a hooker in one movie and a mom in another that movie. Was an unexpected on the character to come out of you she's like a hooker i love that and, and it's completely opposite of the, mo- of the soccer mom so um, i know yeah. but i love that and it's like period pieces are much more set you know you've got to yeah more of a structure but when you get a character you can really kind of go down and sometimes even the slightest nuances can make a big difference yeah absolutely yes because you know everything tells a story shape of the hair and you and the thing about when you're doing a film you can give somebody the hair that they've always dreamed of having you can give them the hair they might have the worst hair in the world and they're playing you know like this very elegant sex kitten or something you give them all this hair you give them beyonce hair whatever you can give them the hair so that's that, that's really fun uh, the fun part but it also tells the story what color are you choosing what's the texture what's the length how's it going to be shaped how does she wear it i love how passionate you are about talking about hair because it's the same way that we are passionate when we talk about makeup so it totally translates uh, you talk about how something changes you I had a little haircut a couple of days ago and I said, I just like a little bit off my bangs, but they're so short that I feel like a scarecrow. I'm like, oh my God, I thought I was getting curtain bangs. and But it is crazy how much it affects your psyche. Because, oh, yeah. And you think, oh my God, I must be so vain. It frames your face and like your glasses and your makeup and your clothes out, you take off at night, but your hair goes with you everywhere. So hair is so important. Wow. 
That's why I wear hats all the time because I don't like my hair. But I want to get back to how you started. I want your story of when it was, were you 12? Were you 17? What made you want to get into this industry? What made you? And how did you get in it? How did well, you get it? How old were you? What inspired you? you? I have, I've had been in hair for 16 years before I ever got into film and television. And I really love doing it. California? Partially in California, but also in the Midwest. My father was in the Air Force and we traveled a lot when I was growing up. And we lived oh, in many wow. different places. And so my father was originally from Missouri. So he went, when he retired, they went to Missouri. So as a family, we all were there with him. And then um, that's where I actually went to cosmetology school. I started oh, doing wow. hair and I started doing film and television and music videos there. My first music video was with Johnny Cash. <gasps> that's a cool oh one God. i cannot wait to tell my husband that i was oh. so green so green were it's you like, freaking did you even know who johnny cash was of were you course like, yes of we course. all knew who johnny cash was <laughs> man. i was in the midwest you never and, know that was her thing like oh, it's oh, yeah. oh, i know and it's so funny you know you know i always people ask me like how did how did you get to where you are and i say well you know a lot i feel like part of it's luck and I think being in the right place at the right time, you know, all that, I think all those really play into, because to do that Johnny yeah, Cash yeah. music video. Johnny, that's a good one to start. Somebody called the salon looking for someone to do Johnny's for me. And I happened to pick up the phone. Oh my and God. And I was like, oh, I know somebody who could do him. And I was like, oh. <laughs> me, me, I can do him. I mean, his hair is just, his hair was him, Iconic. his character. It says yeah. so much about who he is. Was that, so cool. That's a cool hairstyle. And when I showed up, because, you know, he was he's, he was old back then, too. Uh, like, I'm old, too. But back then, I showed up. And he, you know how older women, when they used to dye their hair, kind of had a blue-violet feel to it? I was going to say purple blue. Yeah. Classic blue rings. I walked in and his hair had this blue, this purple cast to it because I guess he just freshly dyed it for the music video. And you could see it in the light and it had this purpley blue. It, it almost looked like he did it himself. It was a terrible dye job. Um, but I looked at him <laughs> and in my mind I'm going, oh my gosh, what am I going to do with that? So I did what anybody would do. I did nothing. It's Johnny Cash. <laughs> I said, <laughs> he goes... He goes, I think I look good, Linda. I just need a little concealer and a little hairspray. And I was like, I can't talk like that. Then I went, okay. And that's what I gave him. And he walked out. And that was, that he was, was happy. That's a good That's a good story, man. I said, so I said, what am I going to do with that? I thought, I'm not going to do anything with that because I don't know what to do. <laughs> I was so, I was pretty green. But, um, yeah. you know, I, I'm really, I've been really, really lucky. I started uh, working around the midwest doing low budget movies and my first movie i ever <laughs> worked on i actually went to visit a friend who was a, a makeup artist to an actor judge reinhold i don't know if you remember him but right at the time it was it, beverly hills cop was one of the biggest movies out there i don't know if you guys have seen beverly hills cop with eddie murphy oh, I have. it was one of my favorites so judge murphy was the goofy cop remember there's two two yeah. sidekicks and it's judge and Judge was doing this little low-budget independent Western in um, Arizona. So my friend Dean, who got hired once to do his extensions when he lived in Texas, was going to, to do it again. He called me and he goes, he goes, hey, you want to come out and visit? And I go, well, yeah. And so I um, 
I, I took two weeks off and I went to visit. And the first day I was there, um, the girl that was the department head um, goes, Linda, we we're, we can't find anybody to help us out here because in the desert. Because you don't have to do much. We just oh help, to help us get people dirty, you know. And so I did that. Uh, so I and I stayed on that. I worked on that movie for two weeks. I went to I was going to vacation and have fun. But instead, I worked for, for two weeks. And then uh, Judge requested me for five years afterwards. Five years <gasps> became his person. Oh, that's amazing. I'm, I'm telling you, I've been had the craziest life. Have you played Lotto? And the, well, I've worked very hard for it too. And plus, I've worked very hard at my skill. Well, that's the important part. It's not just about luck. It's about your passion. You're showing so much passion. And then on top of it, you're completely engulfed in it that you want to know everything yeah you but know, they say it's when talent meets luck oh yeah come together yeah and that's that's the magic yeah i used to when i was working the salon the phone would ring and i'd go oh it's hollywood they're calling for me i used to joke i joked about that for years that was my that was my running joke and one day they called it was it was dean going you want to come on my vacation it wasn't <laughs> but that two-week vacation just was totally like worth missing Right. This is the other bizarre thing, because, you know, it takes years to become a department head, as you guys know, and to, to lead a movie and design a movie. Well, the girl that was the department head, this was so she was like a hippie. She was so relaxed. She had her dogs She's there. Relaxed. Yeah, but, but a lovely. Like, I adore her. She was a good person. She actually was the department head on Friends for many years because it was so such a relaxed, low budget movie. My first day there, I'm like, I'm, I have no idea what's going on. I'm just looking at, like, I'm a deer in headlights. I'm just getting people dirty and just taking everything in and trying to, <laughs> trying to blend in. And she looked at me, she goes, Linda, I have to go run an errand. I'll be back. She left she me for three hours. And I had never been on a film set in my life. And you were just like, where do I go? You didn't know lingo. You didn't know anything. Like people are saying, oh, you have to go 10-1. You're like, what's 10-1? Yeah. I did what I did with Johnny. I did nothing. I literally, everybody, it was cowboys and hats. It was a big stunt scene where the, 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 the guys are riding through the town on their horses and everybody on hats, all the women were done. It was so nasty. And so I just kind of followed the makeup people around and looked like I was doing what they were like, doing. Where are they going? I'll go with you. <laughs> do, you guys know, do you guys know what check the gate is in film? Yes, yes. I do. Yes. I actually yes. do. I know what check, okay. the, gate so, check the gate is. So I'm, I'm there check the gate. and I hear somebody go check the gate. And I went, I looked around and I, I go, I'm going, no I said, did the, horses <laughs> did the horses get out? Where's the gate? <laughs> I, I love the story. I swear I, swear I love it. See Linda running over to the end. I got to tell you, you are very unpredictable. Day. I was not expecting this. I was not <laughs> expecting this. I love this about you. It's so playful and like so cool to like hear. You know, because I know, trust me, I, I, I know I hear people that have spent 10 or 15 years trying to get in the union, 10 or 15 years trying to get a personal request. You know, I, I never... I'm ungrateful for the opportunities that I've been giving, but it's also been very stressful. Like I, I had to, you know, I've had to yeah. look in the mirror and go, am I capable of this? You know, I knew I was a good hairstylist and a hairdresser and all that, but 
you know, I, I wasn't a film hairdresser. You I didn't know. You I know was. I'm looking around for the horses. Like, did the horses get out? I, yeah, no, I get it. So I actually had a very similar experience that you had, like, starting out. Because I literally was thrown onto sets. Like, I remember one of the jobs I did was with Sting. Me? Sting, the Sting. Yes. And I was Sting. like, <laughs> I was like, this is what like i know who this man like i was like fr- like literally like freaking out so like they uh, like hearing all these stories i'm like this is funny because i i know exactly what you went through it's very funny like to just kind of pretend yeah, I, know. I know and morph around just to make sure but i think that's what makes you so brilliant the fact that you were so casual about saying i'm the governor of the academy of Motion i Academy. know we were sitting there is this like the drop the mic I, it uh, was yeah. up, like you got off and oh, never... by the way oh and for the second term yeah <laughs> they've just renewed it oh and i'm the only woman okay i don't this even is kind of people... like a this is a game changer for a lot of people is this a big deal beyond See, i don't even know if people know that there are governors but each branch has them I know with your resume, like you write, like you do Melissa McCarthy's wigs, right? I've been with Melissa for 10 years. That's I've amazing. S- I've seen that you've worked with her a lot. She's so funny. Yeah. I don't just strictly do her. And she has a couple other people, but I would say I'm her primary person. And then you've had I- Jennifer Aniston. Mm-hmm. Did you do Friends? No, uh, but I, I did uh, Lisa Kudrow's wedding because my friend Susan, who was the one that left me while they were checking the gate, I didn't know that was in the. She, uh, she. It's funny because she didn't know how to do updo. She was a film hairdresser and mostly did men, and uh, but she was on Friends. I think she kind of just did the men on a couple of the guys on Friends. I'm not really sure. And those are like the most iconic haircuts of like the I 90s. Know. But yeah, <laughs> but I primarily, but I just do Jen's wigs. Because when Jen wants to wear a wig, she calls me if I'm available. I'm oh, not always cool. available. I love the um, music video that you did also with Billie Eilish because that was very different to me. You know, you just when I made her a blonde, completely different flow. Yeah, yeah, I thought it was beautiful. I mean, it was a it was a wig. I've done two wigs for her. Oh, so cool! I wanted to swing back to what's going on with you as a hairstylist now. Obviously, we have the strike. I don't want to talk about the strike. It's like we're just waiting in the waiting game. But what have you been doing with your time? Um, yeah, I know. Obviously, the governor of the Academy of Motion, you have a lot of stuff yeah. going on. And but... we're getting close to, we're getting into award season. So I've been I've actually been to quite a few meetings. I've been to the museum a lot because I help Howard, and I also I style wigs for them. I've styled a couple sets as they rotate out. Um, but I'm you girls will appreciate this. I'm working on designing and kind. And I don't want to use the word inventing. Yes, you're an inventor. Let's go back right now and talk about the stuff that you actually have out, like from the Hunger Games. You you invented. Well, you the, created that uh, Katniss braid. Yes, but also but also the roll the roller things that you clasp. They look like clamps. There's there's ceramic there's ceramic heated shells. They they, everybody calls them clamps because they clip, but they're like a little oven, so you can manipulate the hair and just put it over it. Like you can just do a pin curl. And put it over it and it's going to give you like a like if you use your wand it's a little pockets of heat so you can manipulate the hair however you want and then you can heat it and can we just buy them in the outlets 
I just want to know where we can get hold of them because I want one of those in my kit. You should have, well, if you send me your addresses, I'll send you each one. I'll send you how many. Ever, oh, yes, you oh, goodness. Thank you so much. I have a question though, like with you, that process of starting that, because there's so many makeup artists and hairstylists that are like, I want to invent this. I want to do that. You actually did this. You actually made something. It's out in stores. It's been in, it's been in Australia. It's been. In That's what I mean. I saw that and I was like, holy, <laughs> like woman's killing it with her products and stuff. Like that's, that's I got, killer. I got really lucky again. I'm telling you, it's like one thing always leads to another. You gotta, a lot of, you gotta do her horoscope stuff, Viv. She does horoscope stuff, but I don't want to get caught on the horoscope stuff, but I want to listen well, to how I, this well, well, I can do that. Uh, that's only if Linda is into astrology. A lot of people aren't, Megan. Oh, okay. <laughs> but <laughs> the whole story about the top styler is I was on a show with, um, with Heather Graham. And the director came in and said, you know, because she kind of has naturally wavy hair. It can be a little fuzzy. She has to, she can't just leave it alone unless she wants to use that as a character play, right? She usually has to have it done or her curls have to be yeah. dressed. Music. So he comes in and he goes, I don't want to look like you used a curling iron. So I want it to look very bohemian natural, but we need to not, it can't look like that. It can't look fuzzy and frizzy. So um, I brought in a hood dryer and I would mist her hair with, with water and product. And I would put, I would do like, I would do like a pin curls and I did what's called figure eights where you put the hair in and out of your fingers. So it had all this zigzag. And I just mixed all these patterns in the hair and I put her under the dryer. And so she'd sit in the dryer for about 15, 20 minutes and then she'd go down to makeup and it would cool off. She'd come back and I'd take them out and I'd shake it out. So it didn't look like iron work, but definitely looked like there was a bunch of different shapes in it. So I thought, wouldn't it be great if I didn't have to wet it? put her under the dryer, travel with a hood dryer, have travel with a couple hood dryers to take the time because you had to sit in a yeah. dryer. And so that's when the whole thought thing, well, I just need some, I just want something I could put over these, these pin curls and pattern and heat it. And it, if you use a flat iron, it flattens it. And it doesn't come out the same. Just it's very, it's a very flat. Um, so, Cause you yeah. want to be yeah. round and full. And also a set lasts longer than anything. Uh, we had Yale tested and it's, it lasts three times longer than a curling iron because it's an actual set. You warm the hair at the right temperature and it cools down at the right temperature. And that's how I, it, it happened. And then I just, I, you know, I had some, I hired an engineer. I had these shells made, tooled up in me. But the first time I ever used it on a celebrity, I used it on Scarlett Johansson for Iron Man 3. Iron Man 2. Oh, my God. Iron Man 2. So, did she, like, fall in love with it? It was like, I want one? Do you remember her red hair when it was all... Yes. It was, yeah. Yes. Yeah. That was it. That was it. Because I did, I would, I would spin the hair and I would, you know, do pin curls and do all this stuff. So it looked like, you know, it was very, very loopy. Yeah, and, really. And then I just put regular ones down here so it just had some curl to it. And literally I had, we called it Frankenstein because it was these curling irons with wire around it and these shells that I had made. Um, and she was so sweet and so giving because the director, John Favreau, loved it. So she was very oh And she was also just a very tolerant, kind, sweet person. She's so lovely, like so lovely um, and giving. And so, so through that whole movie, I used those shells on her. And then um, that's how I got into my, my uh, getting a... Um, um, a licensing deal because a friend of mine, a friend of mine was going to go do this uh, thing for Procter and Gamble. He was a guy who was going to, they kind of hired him to host this thing to 
promote these, these grooming products for men. And he goes, will you help me? I go, yeah, I'll come and help you. And so I was just there helping him, you know, pretty much assisting him, helping him. And then he, there's all these Procter & Gamble people coming in. And so he was generous and kind. He's going, well, you know, Linda has a tool. You should talk to her about it. So they, oh, so I, so I got to meet with the head of research and development for Procter & Gamble, but they don't do hot tools. So they said, well, there's this young company in, in Los Angeles that they're coming out with these. They just came out with the InStyler. They're coming out with some tools. And we just we just had a meeting with them. I think you might be a good fit for them. So the guy's name was John French. He was head of research and development for the hair care part of Procter & Gamble. Which to this day, is him and his family are still my dear friends. They call me and ask me if I want to go on vacations with them. We're, they're still dear, dear friends. We became friends. They'd come to the, the shows. I got, I'd get their daughter in as extras on the movies. And um, But he goes, we just don't do, you know, because I had to meet with all of them. Like I had to go to uh, and, and sit down with all of them, all the people at Procter & Gamble. And it was very intimidating. So I in this room and everybody's sitting around this table. And I had to do a demonstration and talk to them. And they said, you know, we just don't do devices they call the devices we just don't do heating devices um so but we but we like you and you like your product so and i got a licensing deal and that's how i was able to get it out there because i couldn't afford to manufacture it it takes millions of dollars to do that to be able yeah. to manufacture i i've always well, been really interested in the process of how yeah. you go from an idea to getting it manufactured well the manufacturing is very expensive because you have to have somebody in china you have to have engineers it has to be especially because it's a hot so if it's something simple you might be able to start here um, but they were a big company, so they were able they were able to push it forward very quickly. And um, but the but the real money that they spent was was educating people because no one had ever seen it. it. You can hand a crying iron to somebody and they know what to do with it, but you handle handle a heated shell to them, they don't know what to do with it. So they yeah. spent the, the I, money. The real money was spent on education. I I watched the video and I'm fascinated by it. I mean, to me. It's almost like it makes sense that there's that's been the missing piece in a lot of um, like um, tools where mm -hmm. you get these long straight like circular or the GHG yeah very spiral yeah yeah which leave bends and yeah. bumps and you know or too curled or too tight you can literally pull your hair up and do, do, do like four big pin curls and put those on and your hair will just come out messy and fun it's phenomenal. Honestly, once it happened, it happened quick because I got my, my engineer made Frankie and we, we actually paid to have the shells made in China, just a small group and um, a small batch. And then, um, and then I thought, well, oh, I forgot. Actually, the very first person I used it on was Christina Applegate. I forgot about that. And oh, then I, and, uh, I did so her, much. I did a little show called Samantha Who with her. And then I went to do Iron Man and then I used it on Scarlet. I forgot about that. Sorry. And Christine was also very generous. The world is kind of celebrity driven and because I had it on a, a, a very popular TV show and a very big Marvel franchise, it, it, was, it was easy to get people's attention. So, oh, by the way, just so that you know, her braid, the Katniss braid, to me, Jennifer Lawrence, I remember that whole movie because of her braid, because of that braid. That, that was so influential to all hairdressers to say, this is a standout character. That, that movie did a lot. Of, she told me that she was in a hotel and there was a knock on her door and she opened up her door thinking it might be like a, a service or a maid or something. And it was these three girls from India and they go, we're so sorry to bother you. We just wanted to tell you that the Katniss braid is the most popular braid worn in India. <gasps> <laughs> and so she told me, and then she 
told me. Yeah, it was wild, you know, because it was, you know, it was never intended to, to, to be that. It was just, it really, it was just for her character because, you know, because I started here and wrapped her up, but I also used the top styler on her because I just didn't want to pull it back in a braid. So, and she's got gray hair, but I, I kind of did what I did the scarlet hair on top of her hair. So it had all this texture and movements, wigglies, and then I braided it. So it had, because she was, it, it needed to have an urban feel because of who her character was. You know, and she obviously yeah. was at the airport and they probably didn't bathe every day and it just had, needed to have a real urban feel to it. And so I would yeah. do that and kind of just rough it up a bit. So it had all this texture and little frizzies and stuff like that. And then I started one side and I wrapped around because when she was rehearsing and she was pulling out her, uh, her arrows, it, it, I couldn't have anything, anything caught in her hair. For the whole movie so that's why i braided oh, it really tight right here i didn't just you know do a braid I had, I had to make this really really tight in through here and then it came down here but i also need it needed to have texture movement and look urban and be cool so i put a bunch of texture in it so you had it so it was functional but it was also functional. fabulous yeah. and urban and, urban. and edgy and yeah. it had to have oh some crisp it had to have some texture to it designing something you have to you have to really know understand history and hair and so that this was way in the future so um i took a very classic probably the most classic shape you think of as beautiful hollywood or, or deep like deep finger waves right you kind of that's the classic beautiful hollywood look so with effie's wig they were, it was really deep finger waves, but then I would take each layer, lift it up, and I would put Afro hair underneath it. And it's also had all that little fuzzies underneath those, you know, like you'd see the beautiful way, but you see these little fuzzies underneath it in, in layers. Very, very avant-garde. So I mixed the two, the one of the most glamorous, beautiful finger waves that you think of, with this frizzy textured, you know, hair. I literally cut up an Afro wig. And, and and when I watched it out, and so it, you know, but that also gave me the structure. It, it, it held out the, the waves. So and you know, because we were in the heat, long days, yeah. and I couldn't ha I couldn't have it collapse. So it was that held it up for me. And there was also all that was all that hair was synthetic too, underneath because it you know. So that it really stood out to me. It really developed her character. I remember her character had a really strong effect on me that. I was kind of like, whoa, she's yeah. a 45 degree angle is one of the sharpest angles you can put in somebody's face as far as hair. You know, you can do, you know, straight, you can do round, you can try to do square and you can do at, at an angle like the old uh, wedge or bobs or, you know, when you see, you know, but it was, but so I gave her the strong, I made the wigs the strongest angle to give her that kind of sharpness. So it was a lot. A lot of thought went into that way. You know, the sharp that well, really it sharp that went out, the finger waves she, that gave it very her character for being that stern, sharp. Yeah. yeah. Just by looking at her, she didn't even have to say anything. You yeah. did that. I, I was always particularly fond of that that really classic sharp angle, and the costume designer loved it so much because I think you know I agree with you. Let's just keep that shape and that thought, and let's just give her different colors of wigs to. Yeah, Effie's a stylist. She would have studied history. She would understand the history of clothing, the history of hair, you know, because she's a stylist. But that's what I mean about developing a character. It's a lot to think about how you want to tell their story. And I really, and I really feel like that uh, catapulted colored hair with people because 
people were doing it in the kind of the punkish more main but it became mainstream when i saw helen mirren with pink hair on the red carpet i was like okay i think it helped color become mainstream to uh it wasn't just if you were punk or you know if you were trying to express yourself in some way i mean because you'd see older women you'd see young kids you know and so i feel very proud of that being able to kind of catapult that so going forward, like, what are your dreams? What, what, what do you, what's making you passionate now? What would you love to still achieve or do? You know, I just want to, I just want to elevate my craft. Like when we were talking about the things, things I'm working on, things that nobody else are doing, because I, you know, I'm yeah. very fortunate. I get to be in trailers with some of the top makeup and hair people in the world. And I also get to be with, with some of the best costume designers and directors. You know, I've worked for, with, you know, Paul Thomas Anderson, David Fincher, you know, Ron Howard, uh, Stephen Bogdanovich. I never say that right. <laughs> uh, you know, I mean, I, I've worked with so many of the best directors. And I feel like they're always, all these people are always working to elevate their craft. And I don't want the hair to be the weak link. Like, like makeup has just come so far with Silicone. I remember the first time I went to a trade so show and saw silicone, you know, before they were even using it. Because it, to, to me, it is. Silicone was, is just like a huge game changer. It was a game changer. And I remember the first time I saw it at the hair show before they were using it. And I, um, another little thing about me is I, I worked in a lab for a couple of years, like 30 years ago. So I got to be around foam and, you know, sculpting and all that. So it's, it doesn't like I, my mind and my I'm very friendly towards it. And so I yeah. it was a lab called Envisions and it was 30 years ago and it, it, it was a very small lab. We started in the garage. It was my roommate, Dean, who got me in the that I went to Arizona to visit and it got me in the film business. So we became roommates after that. And I, uh, we, and then we rented the garage next to us because he was on a TV show where each week they had to do a gag and he was hiring special effects people and seeing what they were making. He goes, well, why don't I just hire the people to do it and I'll invoice them, you know? So he, we started doing things on the, in our garage. And so I, I'm very, uh, so for me to, 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 to do hair stuff, that's kind of on the special effects it's not it's not odd for me it's like it my mind just really goes there and plus you know half my friends are these brilliant special effects makeup artists and watching them i get to help them i get to be in the trade with them and i always stand and watch you know i i i learn about you know and i think that's why i'm so good at wigs because it's like a hair prosthetic to really apply a wig and it look like it's real i never thought of it that way but it actually is it's a it's a prosthetic <laughs> Or you see something oh, yeah. that looks like a big old wig on somebody's head. It looks you can tell it's a wig. It takes you totally out of the the story when you see that yeah. in the movie. And it yeah. does that not just for us, it does that for a lot of people. Just that you know, they go, Oh my god, that's a terrible wig that they're wearing and yeah. I, you know. So that's my that's my goal. That's what I look forward to is out just elevating the craft and hopefully elevating the people around me. I wanna eventually teach it and um, you know, get to where, because I feel like we're getting left behind because the, I remember working with uh, David Fincher when he was coming out with the, uh, um, with the steady cam, everybody's doing steady cams and developing those cameras. And, you know, I was working on shows where guys were on roller skates with people's 
holding them and zooming them around like a steady cam because I've been around a long time. I'm really old. <laughs> but, <laughs> but, <laughs> Don't but, worry, I've been around a long time myself. So, so just I know those how, cameras. Yeah, so see how everybody gets elevated and growing, growing. And then I was thinking, we're still using curling iron. We're still we're still using doing the same stuff we did thirty years ago. So that's my goal. That's 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 my goal is is to try to elevate the craft a little bit. And yeah, I hear that. And I, also, um, gosh, just so so much as well to impart to our audience about trusting, about being in the right place at the right time and continuing to learn your craft continuing yeah. to hone like yeah. you're doing yeah these years later you're still elevating you're still yeah. elevating but also you and know life just doesn't come allowing life doesn't come to you you know so i think no. you have to go to it you know and when you see a moment you have to take it like i was actually extremely shy as a child you know and so for me to have to yeah, me bring myself up to people it's like I, i'd be like oh my god you know i'd be so nervous i'd be sweating my first academy meeting, I walked in and I didn't say a word to anybody. I was so petrified, you know, but you have, you have to, you have to, no matter what, you just have to, you have to put yourself Well, on. I was just saying to Chris Evans in the other interview that, you know, every single job I go to, I still have a, a, some nerves. I still have a little bit of fear, you know, mm -hmm. any, it's a subjective job. It can go right or it can go wrong. You know, it's not like we're computer software programmers yeah. where we've got it and we do yeah. the data and we get it right. Every single person is an opportunity to exceed, to excel mm -hmm. or, or, you know, to screw it up. So, you know, and makeup and hair, excitement. it's hard. Cause what if they, ha what if they're having a bad skin day and they're breaking out and you got, or they have a lot of oil or what if they're having yeah, a bad exactly. hair day, they're getting out in the rain or they're, they put too much conditioner on it. You never know what you're going to get when you walk in a room. And I still, I still get apprehensive too when I do a, a new person. I think passion has a lot to do with what we do and our nerves and stuff. And I think as long as like we had just had the interview with Chris Evans earlier that today, and she was so she said so many of the same things mm -hmm. like that most artists that we interview say like it's being present, the passion and all that. And I could just hear from when you speak, the passion behind the braid, the passion behind your invention, the passion behind the academy. And that's what we love. And that's what we wanted to present on this podcast. It's like been so awesome. But I also really loved in this interview with you, Linda, is the joy, the joy that you have. You're still excited. You're still happy. After all these years, I, I am. I think I think intention keeps you young. I think if you have no intention, you wake up and you go, oh, what am I going to do today? Or maybe I'll go to the park. You've got to have intention. Like I, I'm constantly, like sometimes I think, I'm tired. I don't want to be we there. We all do it to ourselves. Then I realize I do it to myself. <laughs> you know? Of course we do. We all, yeah, Because we it do. gives me intention. Like I, I, I wake up every morning. I set my alarm every morning for 6 a.m. whether I'm working or not. Sometimes on Sundays I won't, but then I wake up automatically. I've been doing it for years. Unless I'm just really tired or I've, I've had something happen, like I went to a big event or something, I'm exhausted. But I, I set my alarm for 6 a.m. every morning. So if you're not working one day, what would you, you – okay, so you get up at 6 a.m. Do you have a kind of a schedule or do you have a routine? that will keep you in that 
positive mindset, which is so obvious to me. Well, she's structured. Yeah, you, you've manifested everything. <laughs> I believe in structure. I, I believe my mother put that in me when I was young because well, I wasn't even allowed to go to school until my room was clean and my bed was made when I was growing up. My mother made sure that I was, you know, that she, she like, and I used to just go, like, do I have to? Yeah, like, I'd be so grumpy about it. But she instilled on me discipline. And I think, you know, one thing I've noticed, Megan, with we've interviewed quite a few people now is everyone's on time. It's kind of part of what we do. Mm-hmm. We don't have the opportunity to call in sick because we've got seven sick days. You know, if you've got or whatever it is on a full-time job, yeah, we have to show up. That's and true. it's like you know a lot of people that we've interviewed it's like you've got to be strong to do this job you've got to be committed yeah. and and you can't fool around you can't just say oh you know i'm, I'm having a i'm having a bad hair day it's not about us it's about, I need to take a yeah. personal day this we don't have i think it's affordability it's been like yeah. such a cool experience no, like so. talking to every artist and like with linda like you've shown like everything from the inventor part to you know being on set but it's just remarkable how many qualities everyone has like that are similar that you were saying Viv it's like cool to see the dedication the passion it's weird but I really think being um so structured in my life and so uh consistent I really feel like it has given me confidence because I like I thought I was really shy you know but for some reason that has just given me confidence you know because I I know that I could you know, I, I know I can go to battle with any any actor, producer, costume designer. I've done my homework. I'm prepared. So that's the secret. That That's what we're trying to get from you. What's the secret to, like, get into the level of your success is basically that's the secret. And you have to really work on your skills. You, you, you can't you have to back it up because that might get you, that might get you in the door. But if you can't perform because I just, you know, like with Jennifer Aniston, I know I've She's called me a few times ago. Oh, I know it's last week, but can you come and do this? Because for some reason I wasn't available and she'd hire somebody else. But they would they would get nervous around her, you know, because, because Jennifer is such a hair person and she knows her hair. She knows everything. She's, she, she knows when something's good. She knows when a wig's good. She doesn't good. have to guess. And with, with me, I never even thought that she was Jennifer Aniston. I never even thought about her being Jennifer Aniston. I thought, I thought, oh, look at that wig. Oh, that needs to be, I need a little bit more hair here. Well, that needs to be tightened there. I want to put a highlight there. It was all work. And I didn't even think about who she was. I just thought about the work I had to do. And because of that, she got really relaxed. With yeah. me. She's like, oh, I don't have to worry about it. She's got this. Because yeah. all her questions, I was already going. And I didn't even, I didn't even give myself the chance to think, oh, my God, this is Jennifer Aniston. My first time with her. Like, yeah. I, didn't even, I didn't even do that. I was just, there's so much about the work and the hair and the wig and you know, and I had to, they'd already had a wig in process and I asked the wig, the wig maker to change the hairline for me because I thought it, it was, I thought it looked kind of, it didn't look, yeah. uh, it, it looked a little bit wiggy to me. And so I said, we need to change it. And so her hair's really straight like this. I want to do a little bit of a cowlick and put some motion in the hairline so it doesn't then look it like, looks a, like a wig. Yeah. You know, because no hairline looks like that. You see, you know, you see highs. And, and so it was all technical. And then, uh, yeah. and then when I was done, I went, Oh my God, I just had a consultation with her, Aniston. That's what makes you professional. That's what makes you, you like 
on top of the business in, in film and TV. But I think it's also deeper than that too, Megan. There's, this is a real secret source for a, a huge message for a lot of artists out there that do become intimidated when they start going up the ladder and they start working with known artists. Think about your craft and do what you're doing. Yeah, Linda made a great... This is what you're here to yeah. do. They need you. Well, thank you so much, Linda. We love this and we loved everything about, you know, the start of your career to now where we're at. I just want to say too, Linda, this was an absolute joy because I feel your joy and, and you've given some really, really good poles of wisdom to our audience on how to be successful. They're real gems. It's just been a wonderful conversation. We want to thank you all again for tuning in. Please be a part of this amazing community of makeup artists and hairstylists. Please give us a follow on Instagram. It's whatsyoureta.podcast. Also, you can follow me at Megan Hester, M-E-A-G-A-N-H-E-S-T-E-R, makeup, M-A-K-E-U-P, on Instagram. Make sure you follow. Viv, where can we follow you? You can find me at Viv Summers, B-I-V-S-O-M-E-R-S. And if you have an episode idea, guys, or a person that you would love to hear us interview, please reach out because we want to hear from you. Yes, we really, really do. And I just want to thank you all again for tuning in with us each week. We really love the atmosphere that we're creating, and we can only do that with you guys. Talk to you next week.